Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today's show sees Saskatchewan's umbrella farm organization, APAS, looking to make changes to grain production contracts in the coming year. We also have a wrap-up from the Yorkton Grain Millers Harvest Showdown and our first Countdown to Agribition special report. Farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Filling in for Jim Smalley today, I'm Ryan McNally. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain, call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain contracts are a sensitive subject this year for farmers in severe drought areas. Even producers signing modest production contracts ended up paying the difference when they did not grow enough crop to meet the terms of the deal. Rising grain prices have made those settlements even more expensive, and there doesn't appear to be a standard way of dealing with those grain contracts. APAS has received more than 175 farmer responses to its grain contract survey. President Todd Lewis says many mentions concerns about price discovery for the biode option in his chat with Saskatoon reporter Neil Billinger. You know, where are the numbers coming from? Uh, they vary from company to company. There are some comments around barley contracts that talk about futures market for uh, barley, and that doesn't even exist. So especially on the, you know, crops like oats, barley, and so on, it's, it's very difficult to uh, peg a price for a buyout. So that's one of the uh, issues, kind of a common thread through a lot of the, of the comments that we've seen. And, uh, you know, we had one uh, producer specifically talk about how a banking institution had uh, part of his financing options. One of the things they had to do as far as getting its financing in place for last spring was, was for a contract 75% of his estimated bushels that he was going to grow that year. So, of course, he went ahead and did that. Well, then he didn't grow the crop. And so, I mean, as a condition of financing, he had, he had to contract and uh, so between the uh, financial institution and the grain company now, he's uh, going to end up having uh, to foreclose. So it's just, uh, you know, compounded by some of the decisions that had to be made from some of the financial institutions that wanted people to contract. And uh, and uh, farmers are frustrated that, uh, you know, some, some of the some of the commodities you trade in, such as uh, malt barley, if you don't have a contract, you're really not going to be in the game as far as being able to deliver malt barley in a, a lot of years. So... Lots of confusion, lots of frustration, and uh, we sure sure hope that we can get some uh, different contracts set up for next year that have a lot more clarity and simply worded and better understanding on the farmer side of things. Let's say you couldn't fill a canola production contract. Uh, is there a, a similar way between the various companies how this is settled, or, or does each company sort of uh, have their own methods of settling, and, and do you look at the daily price as the basis for the settlement, or... How does that work, or is there any commonality between this? It seems to be all over the map, Neil, and, and uh, that's part of the issue that uh, 
producers here, even from uh, area to area or delivery point to delivery point, producers are getting treated differently within the system, you know, and, and depending on how much you have contracted and, and uh, there's lots, lots that goes into it. So, you know, the long-term relationship with the company and, of course, uh, how the settlement is arrived at as well. So there's a lot of different factors at play and uh, none of them are very transparent and uh, all producers understand the idea that they signed a contract, they need to make up the difference, that's, that's fine, but uh, a real common uh, thread of, uh, of conversation in, in all of the surveys, the penalties and administration fees really seem excessive when the producer didn't grow the crop. They understand the idea of uh, putting those fees in place for somebody that wants to get out of the contract so they can participate in a higher price within the market. But if you didn't grow the crop, it's a pretty hard pill to swallow, not only to pay the difference out, but, uh, but also uh, pay those fee- those penalties that uh, can really be quite onerous in an already difficult situation where you're, there's such a wide price spread between what you contract and what the current price is. That was Todd Lewis, the president of APAS. The survey is still open. Final results will be released before the end of the year. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca. Economic Development Regina launched their global agriculture and food hub plan for the future, which aims to make Regina and area a global hug for ag and food. But what does that mean for local organizations? Ellen Ainge is the CEO of O&T Farms. She says there is a real advantage for smaller operations. I believe that the reasons that the large anchor companies decide to locate to Regina are the same as the reasons that small and medium businesses start and grow and scale here. It's all about the basic business elements and, and the compelling argument they bring. For instance, are all of your inputs are nearby. The Regina area is in the midst of some of the world's best agricultural land. We have skilled producers using innovative equipment and using sustainable practices to farm. So if your inputs are here, um, not only do you have choices, but you also have some economic advantage. Secondly, the ability to reach your customers. From Regina, you can reach your customers worldwide, um, both readily and economically, and not just by truck and rail, but also by container. We have, as has been said before, CN, CP, the GTH, Chuka Creek Business Park, and a series of highways where we can reach anyone. Ainge adds there's also access to a large workforce here. Many of us who are owners of small businesses and medium-sized businesses are here because our roots are here, so it's just natural that we're going to be here. It's also natural that many of the engaged and entrepreneurial workforce employees that we have also want to be here and they want to stay here because their roots are here. Meanwhile, CEO of the File Hills Coppell Developments, Thomas Benjo, says there are potentially huge benefits for this organization as well. When I, I think about economic reconciliation as it relates to the ag industry, the very first thing that's that's very important for us as nations is to make sure that we have a seat at the table, to make sure that we're a part of the strategy building a part of the understanding, understanding where the gaps are uh, in this industry and how our people can fill those gaps with new ideas, with talent, and being able to build longer-term relationships. I'm not an egg expert, but I'm very, very good at uh, developing partnerships and developing relationships and creating greater economic impact through the business model that we have at FHQ Developments. You know, I think about some of the Work that we've done in other industries, I look at the mining sector, oil and gas, pipeline. You know, we've been very good at building those relationships. 
And we've been able to actually demonstrate, I, I've been saying this for a long time, that the uh, multiplier effect of us participating in business is greater than our, our local businesses. And we've seen this and, and we've been able to actually produce a study on, on our impact. Benjo adds there's a two and a half to four times return on economic impact for every dollar spent with FHQ. He says that's because of their economic strategy. We're so focused on community. We're, we're focused on filling those gaps in the community that we often forget as a business community. When we're so driven to be competitive, we sometimes forget about the community behind us. And that's where we come in and uh, make sure that we try to find that balance in those opportunities. Both Benjo and Ainge made those comments during the launch of the Economic Development Regina strategy to become a global agriculture and food hub. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. I'm Kelvin Hepner for Real Agriculture, and uh, joining us on the phone, we're pleased to have Daniel Ramage. Daniel is the Director of Market Access and Trade Policy at Cereals Canada. And Daniel, uh, we've seen the launch of a new winter wheat eco-label Cereals Canada is involved, along with some, uh, some producer groups and Ducks Unlimited. First of all, thanks for uh, taking the time to, to join us again. Can you fill us in on uh, on what this eco-label is all about? All right. Thank you, Kelvin. And, uh, and this is an initiative that we're really excited to be launching. Uh, this week, we, we, together with our partners, the Provincial Winter Wheat Commissions, and, uh, and a group of end users, we've been developing this new opportunity for winter wheat, a new eco-label, and it's all about helping consumers identify and understand the sustainability aspects behind products that are made using Western Canadian winter wheat. So this is something that we as an industry, we've known for a long time. There's a really interesting and, and really good sustainability story behind winter wheat grown in the Canadian prairies because it gives critical habitat to wildlife like ducks and birds uh, who are looking for nesting habitat in the springtime. So that's the sustainability story. And through this eco-label, we're now able to share that story with consumers. And that, in turn, helps to create new opportunities for farmers, businesses, uh, all while supporting the prairie environment. So can you, can you speak to who the end users are that are participating, at least at the, the start of this program, Daniel? We already have two partners on board. Uh, and uh, and so we have others that we're in discussions with too and that we'll be announcing uh, later on down the road. But as we launch this week, we're uh, happy to announce participation from Moulin de Soulange. They're a mill based uh, just outside of Montreal and they specialize in producing uh, specialty flowers that are sold all around North America. And so that's why uh, this this story really fits well within their portfolio as a producer of specialty flowers used by artisanal bakeries. Uh, we also have another partner. They're a company called Beam Suntory, uh, and they're one of the world's uh, largest producers of premium spirits. And so they're participating through their brand. Uh, it's called Northern Keep, and it's a premium brand of vodka. Uh, you can find it in stores all across Canada, and it's made using winter wheat. So, uh, you know, we've got a really great story here and we've got 
participation from these key partners right at the outset. So how will it work? Is this an, an IP process or is there a, a tracking or a verifying that these end users are using a, a certain amount of winter wheat or, or what's the, the actual uh, mechanism for how this program works, Daniel? Yeah, so we developed this program and, uh, and the certification framework behind it was developed collaboratively. So through participation uh, with our, our producer groups together with our end users working together to figure out how is this program going to function. And the way that it works uh, is, is that certification is required by the end users. So uh, on the farmer side of things, all that's needed is to grow winter wheat uh, through the, the, the Canadian Western Red Winter Class. We're leveraging the power of the Canadian grain classification system to help streamline this program uh, and delivering that program to certified end users like Bean Santori or like Moulin de Soulange uh, and others that we'll be announcing down the road. Uh, and those companies have to complete uh, uh, an audit and, and verify that they're using at least 30% of winter wheat within their products. So that 30% threshold, that really, uh, that number is driven by both the desire to increase consumption and demand for winter wheat, also recognizing uh, the, the relatively limited volumes of, of supply available uh, on the prairies at this time. Okay. Can, can you speak to who's all involved in, uh, in this project? I know, the, like, as you mentioned, the, the winter cereals groups or, or the wheat commissions, in some cases, from the Prairie Provinces, Cereals Canada, uh, these end users. Ducks Unlimited is also at the table? Yeah, exactly. So we've got, uh, we've got broad participation from across the value chain and then credibility coming in uh, through, through participation from Ducks Unlimited as a conservation organization. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Infuse some energy into your next corporate event, customer meeting, or conference with Real Ag Radio, Canada's national agriculture radio show. Create a unique experience at your next event with host Sean Haney, broadcasting Real Ag Radio live on Sirius XM, featuring exciting guests, captivating interviews, and the latest news from the agriculture community. Contact advertising at realagriculture.com or call 587-787-1795 to book your on-location with Real Ag Radio today. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The official 620 CKRM farm weather brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunshine for the Regina area today in a high of 9. Clear tonight with a low of minus 7, a wind chill of minus 13. Sunshine tomorrow with increasing cloudiness in the afternoon, a high of 8 degrees. A 60% chance of showers overnight and a low of minus 1. Cloudy with a 40% chance of showers switching to flurries overnight on Wednesday with a high of plus 2 and a low of minus 6. Thursday, cloudy with a 30% chance of flurries, a high of minus 5 and a low of minus 9. Friday, sunshine with a high of minus 4, a low of minus 9. Saturday, mix of sun and cloud with a high of plus 2, a low of minus 3. The normal high for this time of year is plus 1. The normal low is minus 10. The sun rose this morning at 8.01. The sun will set tonight at 5.23. 
Saskatoon this hour is at plus four. Weyburn and Estevan both at seven degrees. In Yorkton, it's plus three. Swift Current at seven. In Moose Jaw, it's mainly sunny. The wind southwest gusting to 52. It's seven degrees. Mainly sunny in Regina. The wind southwest at 30. It's seven degrees. I'm Ryan McNally. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. The 32nd Annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown wrapped up on Saturday in Yorkton. Exhibition Association General Manager Barb Oidas says the four-day event went very well. We're very pleased with the turnout at uh, the 32nd Annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown. Um, we had great crowds throughout the week, and uh, just every, everything went well. You know, we have to thank all of our volunteers, our many volunteers that put in countless hours and uh, give up their time and, and work so hard to make this event a success. And, of course, our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to have this event or any of our events without our wonderful sponsors. So we want to thank all of them and to all the people that came out and supported us this past week. It appeared as though everyone was cooperating with the proof of vaccination policy at the entrance to the show. That's right. Yes, that went uh, very smoothly. We were very pleased. You know, we're in order to have events, we need to do what we can and, and follow the public health guidelines and people were very respectful of that and we appreciate that because it you know it's just something that we need to do and so we thank everyone for for cooperating and and being respectful what is then talks about the trade show yeah i think you know uh, the weather was beautiful last week so uh, some of the afternoons might might have been a bit quieter with people still out in their yards and doing some field work and that kind of thing but all in all um we had some really great exhibitors and um i think you know for the most part it went off very well as well pbr bull riding was also a popular event very good yes friday was a little quieter than Saturday but uh, we were very close to a sellout crowd on Saturday so great support there and just an awesome show uh, from from the PBR and and uh, it, it was you know it was exciting and great rides and uh, just a, a really fun night. What is looks ahead to 2022? You betcha uh, you know this year ends and of course we've got some cleanup to do but we're already talking about next year you know we're always looking to see what we can do to improve the show um so comments and suggestions are always welcome but uh, you know once one show is over the next planning for the next one begins so we're looking forward to the 33rd annual coming up next november holding an event like this this year helped bring some normalcy according to Voidus. yes i think it does you know um masking and and things like that are just uh, small sacrifices I think that we have to make in order to be able to have these events and so we thank everyone that came out and and supported us and it feels really good to be able to bring people together in a safe uh, and and fun manner. That was Yorkton Exhibition Association General Manager Barb Woitis on the Grain Miller's 32nd Annual Harvest Showdown that wrapped up on Saturday in Yorkton. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. 
Saskatchewan livestock producers can start applying for the second payment under the Federal Provincial Drought Response Initiative. Part two of the program is intended to help address the extraordinary expenses for winter feed. It will be based on intended inventory of breeding animals as of December 31st. Producers must apply for payment one before applying for payment two. To date, there have been approximately 8,670 applications for payment one, accounting for 1,240,000 eligible animals, including cattle, bison, elk, sheep, and goats. 89% of Payment 1 applications have been processed, totaling $109.6 million. Payment 2 will be up to $100 per eligible breeding female for beef and dairy cattle, as well as bison. Adjustments will be made on animal unit equivalents for elk, goats, and sheep. Payment 2 application forms are now available on the Saskatchewan Crop Insurance website. Payment 2 also requires a premises identification number. Producers with questions can call the dedicated toll-free number at 1-844-723-1211. That's 1-844-723-1211. Agribition is officially two weeks away. CEO Chris Lane says it's great to be back. It's been too long since we've had an agribition. Obviously, we haven't done one since 2019. 2020 was a tough year, not only for us, but for all events. And it being the 50th show, it's a big deal, obviously, for us. And we, we hope for the entire province. So it's a really big deal. It feels very good. And we're excited about it. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that uh, 50th anniversary celebration. It's a long time to be holding an agriculture uh, show uh, here in Regina. So uh, maybe just talk about uh, what's going to be uh, taking place. Yeah, for the 50th, it was important that we celebrate not only kind of the history of what the show has been over half a century, but allow everybody to get pretty excited about what the next 50 years could be too. So I think a big thing is, is we wanted to have as many people as we could have here. So the first day of the show, Monday, November 22nd, completely free at the admission gates. Everybody can come down. That's thanks to CN. We're going to have a pancake breakfast for folks until about noon on the ground. So that's an exciting way to kick off everything and make sure people have a good Western hospitality feel to exhibition. But then we really get into the show and it's a full schedule it's a full week so we've got 12 national breed shows here from the beef cattle sector so lots of animals to see the very best in north america actually so that's going to be exciting and we're bringing the jousters back i don't know if people remember they may remember the full contact jousting event we had on tuesday evening that's coming back with a bit of a twist there's going to be sword fighting and birds of prey involved in that one so it's a great family entertainment option tickets are just 15 bucks there and then on Wednesday, of course, the Maple Leaf Circuit Finals Pro Rodeo is back at Agribition. So tickets are going for rodeo performances fast, except Wednesday, because opening night of rodeo on Wednesday is, again, that's free, thanks to the Mosaic Company. So we've got lots on the schedule. This year, we've got an entire ice rink that we're going to make available for people to come down and have a skate. Again, once you're in the gate, that's free. So if you want to come down with family and go for a twirl on the ice, you can do that at Agribition this year. And more than 300 trade show vendors are going to be here. So selling everything from gifts and decor to ranch supplies and farm equipment. So anything that you might need, we become Saskatchewan's biggest shopping mall for a week too. That was CEO Chris Lane from the Canadian Western Agribition on the 50th anniversary event happening later this month. The countdown to Agribition is brought to you by 2S Auctioneers Online Auction House. Start bidding today at 2SAuctioneers.ca. The market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. 
and Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofits.com. Durham was unchanged this morning at 707.72. Feed barley also unchanged, 383.64. Canola is down $15.70 to 948.42. Flax unchanged at 1,468.62. Lentils unchanged at 986.50. Oats unchanged, 536.53. Yellow peas unchanged at 582.89. Feed wheat unchanged at 261.65. Number one, Red Spring Wheat is down $4.43 to $4.27.36. Another price update is coming up later this afternoon at 1.45. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swift Curve. We had a heavy run of cattle in the last eight days with 11,200 head on offer. Cows sold steady to $2 higher with lots of cows going back out to feed. Good stockers and feeders sold steady to $2 higher. Here are the quotations. Three to 400 pound steers were 225 to 275. Four to 500 pounds, 220 to 245. Five, 600 pounds, $2 to $222. Six seven hundred pounds one eighty five to one ninety eight seventy five. Seven eight hundred pounds one eighty three fifty to one ninety three. Eight nine hundred pounds one seventy five to one ninety. Heifer three to four hundred pounds one ninety to two oh two. Four to five hundred pounds one eighty two to one ninety. Five six hundred pounds one seventy five to one eighty five. Six seven hundred pounds one seventy two to one eighty two and a half. Seven to eight hundred pounds one sixty five to one seventy five. Eight nine hundred pounds one fifty five to one seventy. Big open yearling heifers one fifty to one sixty two. This has been Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcart. Please book your cattle now. The sales are filling up fast. For further information, please phone seven seven three three one seven four. Good day and good marketing. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Sig 4 in Brannon selling at 177.86 per CKG. BP4 TC4 in Moose Jaw selling at 177.86 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report on Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan McNally. And now the resource report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The southbound lanes on the road to North America's post-pandemic recovery finally reopened today as the United States ends nearly 20 months of controversial COVID-19 exile and allows fully vaccinated travelers to cross the Canada-U.S. land border. The first time since March 2020 when both countries imposed sweeping but selective restrictions in hopes of slowing the spread of the virus, the first widespread border closure since the 9-11 terrorist attacks 20 years ago. After nearly two years, however, the excitement isn't exactly palpable. Part of that issue is a Canadian requirement that all travelers submit the results of a ne- recent PCR negative test to prove they're not sick, an expense that in Canada can run anywhere from $150 to $300 per person. Chief Public Health Officer Dr. Teresa Tam said Friday that Canada should re-examine the negative test requirements to re-enter the country. Food prices will again be on the rise in Canada. 
Food professor Dr. Sylvan Charlebois with Dalhousie says food prices have increased 5% since January of 2021. Some products are up 25%. The United Nations appears to confirm the theory as they have reported that food prices are the highest they've seen in a decade. Dr. Charlebois says some people will notice the increase first at the meat counter where beef is 50% higher. Chicken and eggs both saw an increase of 13% this year. On the markets, the TSX is up 124 points to 21,579. The Dow is up 60 points to 36,388. Oil is up 68 cents to $81.95 U.S. per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 47 hundredths of a cent at 80.31 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you miss any segment of the show, tune into the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. It is brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smalley, I'm Ryan McNally. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.